Welcome everybody to a Hope Alive Church podcast. This is Pastor Andy. We hope that you enjoy the word today. We hope that it grows, stretches you. We love you. We'll see you soon. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Man, there's some good things happening here at Hope Alive Church. Did you know that? How many of you enjoyed Sunday and last Wednesday and all God has just been doing in our services? I don't know if you feel what I feel, but I just feel like we're going to a deeper place in God. I feel like we're going higher, if you will, in the things of God. Last week, my good friends, John and Goody, were here. We just saw the hand of God move prophetically in the room. And I don't want you to be afraid of the supernatural things of God. As your pastor, I just want to urge you to lean in. Everybody say lean in. Lean in. Lean in to the supernatural things of God. When God is moving supernaturally in the room, like he did here in our worship time. I felt it. I don't know about y'all, but I felt it. I want to lean into his presence. There's many places in this, even in this community, you can go and just hear Christian music played. There's many places you can find other Christians I want Hope Alive Church to be a place where the presence of God is always dwelling and looking for a place to rest on us. Slip your hands up really quick. Lord, we want you to rest on us. Rest on us as a church. Rest on our families. Rest on our marriages. Rest on our businesses. And rest on this word here tonight. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you're here for the first time, we welcome you. Church, let's welcome our guests really quick. Even those watching online. Text the word guest to the number behind me. We want to connect with you. Let's go to the word tonight. Are you ready? Amen. I want to talk about a subject that I think is incredibly important, but often underemphasized. And... Uh, and that topic, that subject, is honor. Everybody say honor. honor. I even want to say that honor matters. Yes. Honor matters. I have two base scriptures that I want to give you tonight. And tonight, really, it may not be your hooping and hollering and shouting and uh, loud screaming, raspy voice, Pastor Cliff, tonight but is good biblical solid foundations for us to build on. And tonight I want to teach you something. Everybody say, I'm here to learn. You're not here to spectate. You're not here to observe. You're here to learn. You're here to participate. Amen. Philippians chapter 2, reading in verse 3 and 4, it says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather in, say this word with me, humility. Let's say it together. Ready? Humility. Value others above yourselves, not looking out to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. How many say this with me? This is biblical. Okay. That's first. That's a Philippians chapter two, excuse me, chapter two, verse three and four. And now go to first Peter chapter two, verse 17. It says, honor all people. Everybody say all. all. Love the brotherhood and the sisterhood. Say amen. amen. <laughs> Fear God and honor the king. 
First Peter is telling us to honor others, to love others. And these, both of these scriptures, flip back over to Philippians chapter 2, are talking about preferring others and being a person that is not just honorable, but that has the ability to honor others as well. We live in a self-focused society. And honor is not necessarily something that is prevalent and existent in this self-focused society. Now, even if you think to yourself, oh, I'm an honorable person and I do honorable things, that's fine. But I'm here to talk about how we honor God and how we honor others and the respect and the reverence that is necessary to tap into the blessing that comes from being honorable. This is so incredibly important because if you've spent time lately in society, if you spend time listening in the music in our day and time and in the, uh, the, the, the art and the, the, the culture of our day and time, much the movies, Hollywood, social media, we are really, unfortunately, in one of the most dishonorable societies we've ever seen. There was a time that people didn't just pick on one another as the first resort. But have you ever seen people fighting on Facebook before? And immediately, when behind a, a keyboard screen, they feel like they're seven foot tall, black belt in Taekwondo, and ready to just dishonor. And it seems the younger these generations get, the quicker we are to dishonor others. And I really feel that Hope Alive Church, one of the mandates for us is to be a people of honor. A people of honor for others, a people of honor in our community. And, and, and it doesn't take long to figure out that we live in a society that fails to honor. We have equivalated people that we disagree with as the ability to dishonor them in the process. But the truth of the matter is you can disagree. You can be completely in disagreement and still not be dishonorable at the same time. You can honor even those you don't necessarily agree with. One night when I was in the church that I grew up in here at Laterane, we had some Mormon brothers ride up on their bicycle, white little shirts with the sawed off you know, uh, sleeves, the helmets and everything. And they came in the room and I don't know if they were just confused at Latter Rain and Latter Day Saints. I don't know if that was it. But for whatever reason, they came into our service and you would have thought a miracle took place because their eyes both got about that big around. And these Mormon brothers who don't believe like we believe were in the room. And I saw a great example from many believers extend an olive branch to say, hey, we're glad you're here. I, I don't know if you would feel as comfortable in one of their worship institutions, but, but it was an honorable moment. And my point in saying that is we don't have to believe the same to honor one another. 
No one has lived on or out uh, in a way like Jesus did. Jesus' own murderers were standing at the foot of the cross when he said to the Father in heaven, he said, Father, what did he say? Forgive them because they don't know what they do. And this is our example. I am not your example. I want to be a good example, but I am not your example. The Bible is the example. The cross is the example. The Savior is our example. And nobody lived out honor better than Jesus. Jesus sat in the middle of his own accusers. He sat with those who were conspiring behind him. And he never got out of character. And as Christians, we are meant to be the world's greatest example of high integrity and honor. And other people should know who God is based on who we are, not the reverse. Has somebody ever said to you, aren't you supposed to be a Christian? They've said it to me. Aren't you supposed to be a pastor? And then sometimes in some of those moments, can I be honest? I didn't want to be a pastor at that moment. I wanted to be a ninja at that moment. <laughs> I, want, uh, I wanted to be a ninja turtle at that moment, and I wanted to do a backflip. I was going to be Bigotello, Big Tello. That's me. <laughs> I, I wanted to kick them in the mouth. But how many ever get in that moment and you have to remind yourself who you are? I believe that anger is a worldly response, and I believe that honor is a supernatural response. And tonight I want to grow you in the, in, the, in the area of honor. We're living in a world that lacks honor. In fact, dishonor is so prevalent in our society, our children are learning it first over yes ma'am and no ma'am. They're learning, we were talking in this room before service, about kids and some of the stuff that we got into as kids and, and how, uh, you know, I, I, I encountered some kids who were, uh, who had a rough, uh, they, they were in a rough situation and it wasn't them. It was the product of where they were raised and it wasn't their fault that they learned only learned one way, which was disrespect and dishonor. But I'm here to tell you that if we don't understand the power and the responsibility we have as believers to be honorable, it will affect your relationship with God. It's impossible to obey this word and dishonor be your first response when they don't got your table ready on time at the restaurant. When your order for your furniture didn't come in on time and now it's put you out and you're going to go to the furniture store and show out. How many of you know somebody that can flat show out? Don't look at them. They might be sitting right there beside you. But it is impossible to be the light of Christ and go show out at the furniture store. That's an oxymoron. Well, Pastor Cliff, I'm human. You are human, but Christ gave us an example and said we could do it. Now, he didn't give us an example and tell us, you know, you can sure try, but you're never going to get it. He gave us an example, and he, he modeled something that was possible for us. And I'm here to tell you that honor is connected to that. I want you to write this down. Honoring is a biblical seed of longevity and success. Being honoring and honorable is a biblical seed of longevity 
and success. Honoring promises success. I think I misspelled success. I'm sorry. It's succeeds. What am I doing? <laughs> Hooked on phonics works for me. Sorry about that. Only I would notice and stop the service over something like that. Honor promises lifelong, listen to this, lifelong longevity and success. This is a biblical promise. How many of you want to live a long time and be successful in your life that you live? I don't want to just get old. I want to live long and have success and vitality as I grow. Biblically, the Bible says in Ephesians that when we honor our parents, this is a commandment that comes with a promise and things go well with you, it says, and you will live long on the earth. This is a biblical promise. This is a biblical gift. And the truth of the matter, listen to this, is dishonor is eroding our lives. And dishonor is leading us to early demise when our natural response is to be dishonorable instead of honorable. The temptation in our flesh to conform of a world. The, the devil loves for you to be dishonorable. The devil loves for you to respond in gossip instead of love. The devil loves for you to backbite about other people instead of, even if they're wrong, hold your tongue and let the Holy Spirit fight your battle. The Christian answer to problems with other people is to listen more and speak less. It says uh, 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 a quick response, uh, 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 a soft answer turns away wrath. It says, but when there's, a, when there's contention, we're to listen more than we speak. That gives, that's biblical instruction for honor. And honor has become, dishonor has become so popular in this self-centered. That's why your marriages struggle. Because you dishonor one another. That's why your business relationships struggle. It's because you come too familiar that you cross the lines into disrespect at times. And that disrespect divides, erodes, tears down, compromises. What God is trying to bless in your life, dishonor is pulling away. Say amen to that. Amen. Number two, honor promises abundance. Abundance. How do I know? Proverbs chapter 3. Honor, everybody say honor. honor. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of your increase and your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats, your jars will overflow with new wine. There is an excessive, abundant place in God that is connected to people who do not avoid the offering moment but they honor that moment. The offering's over. I'm not taking up off. Settle down. Somebody's heart rate jumped up a little bit. No, 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 no. Because somebody that's honoring, honorable, there is a place of plenty for them. This is not Cliff's per perspective or opinion. This is a biblical promise. Our society trains us to dishonor people who vote differently than us. Our society has trained us to dishonor people because of their, their class or who they talk to or where they live. And you may not dishonor them to their face, but dishonor is in your heart, not what always comes out of your mouth. 
Because you can say, I love you with your mouth and then go tear them down in private. You're still a dishonorable person. Say amen. So to get in the, in the good places of your heart. This is what we need to correct. Jesus didn't do that. Jesus didn't say to, the, to those that were persecuting him, I love or forgive them for they know what they're, not what they do, and then turn to his disciples and say, what a bunch of chumps. <laughs> but that's how we behave. How many of you behave that way sometimes? Let's just be honest in the house of the Lord. Here go the hands. That's what, that's what we need. That's the temptation of the enemy to pull the blessing of honor away from us. Now, I may not get to all this tonight. I might have to spill it over into Sunday. But overcoming dishonor with honor means to guard our speech. Your, your speech is a powerful tool. You are currently at the sum total of all the things you've said about yourself. That's where you are. If you're blessed now, it'll be because you spoke blessings over your life. If you're cursed now, it'll be because you have cursed yourself and cursed your situation and cursed the people around you and cursed your job and cursed your condition. And if I could just have a, a, a spouse like them, if I could just have friends like them, and you've cursed, 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 and that's why you're alone. Because you've dishonored even yourself. You've dishonored God's ability to bring you where you are. And so a, a very key component to speaking honor and learning honor is learning how to control your tongue. Can I pastor you for a little bit? Say yes again, louder. Okay. If you can control your foot at a red light, you can control your tongue. Your tongue is a little wild. It's one of the wildest parts of your body. Say amen. And, and your pastor is one of them that uh, is always... When you see me going, <laughs> I'm getting, I gotta, I'm about to say something. And I'm about to say something so bad, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be bad. And I have, to, I have to throttle back my tongue and control it because dishonor flows from a bitter heart through the tongue. And we got to correct it. Now, I'm teaching you good stuff because when you learn to control your speech and you learn to, to, to speak words that honor God, this allows dishonor to not impact your actions because your life follows your words. Out of the abundance of the heart, the Bible says the mouth speaks. And so when we learn to control our tongue, our actions begin to line up and it blocks. If we don't learn to control those things, we block opportunities to reflect the image of God in the earth that we were created to do. God told, uh, uh, said, let us make man in his. So what is our job as men and women? We're to bear his image. And the truth of the matter is when you're showing out in the furniture store, that's not what God looks like. That's not what God talks like. What God said, well, Pastor Cliff, you're painting a picture of somebody who's perfect and I'm just not perfect. I know you're not perfect and so does God. But you still have the ability to shut your mouth and control your tongue. You still have that ability. You don't have to be perfect to have that ability. You go into a courtroom where the judge says, nobody's speaking but me. If anybody says anything, I'm going to hold you in contempt of court and put you in the county jail for 30 days. The reason why I can say that because I heard them words before. Amen? 
Say amen. Anybody else that heard them words before? Thank you. I'm not alone. Some real G's up in here. Amen. So I'm sorry. See? See, anyway. (laughs) I bet you you'll shut your mouth when she says that. I bet you'll shut your mouth when that judge says nobody else speaks but me. I bet all of a sudden, even if they call you all kinds of names, you'll close your mouth. The reason why we cannot be honorable with our speech is because the flat out truth is we don't think we have to. Well, I'm here to tell you tonight, according to this scripture that you praise and you believe, you do. You will, you should, but you will if you're going to follow his commands. I told you, who was the greatest example of honor? Not me, Jesus. In the middle of spikes in his hands and feet, he still refused to curse those who persecuted him. And if, if, our, if our businesses are going to be prosperous and if our, if our uh, well, that's just not how business works. Business is cutthroat. You mean to tell me the principles of the kingdom where they paved their streets in gold is, is not as successful as your principles that you learned from some backroom uh, staff meeting somewhere? There is a biblical blessed principle that is connected to honor. Is this helping anybody tonight? So here's some people you need to honor. Number one, we got to honor God. He's the first and foremost on our list. Honoring God, he'll honor in return. In fact, it says those who honor me, I will in return honor. If you want to be honored, if you want to be respected, if you want to be uh, blessed, it'll be because you have been. I told you this in the offering, but it'll be because if you, if you want to be blessed by God, it'll be because you were trusted to be bless, a blessing first. Don't ever pray this prayer because it's, it's crazy and unbiblical. God, if you just, if you just help me win the lottery, I'm going to start tithing at that point. I bet you don't even come back to church at that point. Say amen. Amen. We've seen it. Pastor, uh, or God, if you just just help me find a mate, I promise I'll be honored. It don't work that way. You learn to be honorable. You train yourself to be honorable. And then God, he says, I will bless those who bless me. I'll honor those who honor me first. We've got to be honorable people. Honor is God's system. Write this down. Honor is God's system of being and doing. It's a godly system. And he expects it to be our system. And without complete and genuine honor to God, it will be impossible to honor anybody else. You can't honor people correctly if you don't learn to honor and revere God right. He is that, that is the example. Now, we don't worship people but we honor people. We treat people with respect. We treat people that, that maybe you think, the reason why a lot of people don't honor people is because they think they don't have anything to provide for them. I, don't have any, I won't get anything out of this to be honorable. So I'll just go show out at the furniture store because at least they're going to get a piece of my mind. Who would want that little bit of information? Nobody needs no more piece of nobody's mind. We got AI now. It'll tell us what to think. No, we want to be that biblical example. When you honor God with your finances, he honors you. When you obey God with what you say, 
The Lord tells us to bless others, to forgive 70 times seven. He tells us to speak life. He said, with the, the fruit of my lips, I'll bless you. Instead of, instead of using your lips to curse others, why don't you use those lips to bless the Lord? When we come into this place of worship, this isn't, let me tell you how it's not supposed to go. It's not supposed to go. You didn't buy tickets to come watch them perform. You came in the room with an equal charge to unilaterally and collectively use our speech to honor and say, worthy is your name, Jesus. That is what we came to do. And when we honor with our stuff, when we honor with our words, when we honor with our obedience, John chapter 14, verse 21 says, those who accept my commands and obey them are the ones who love me. Not the ones that just go to church. There's many people in this room. Y'all already know me. I'm just going to be straight real. There's people in this room who come to church and think that is pleasing God. He's glad you're here. But if you don't take anything the preacher or the teacher or anybody is saying and apply them to your life, you've missed the point of us coming together. He wants us to love him and obey his commands. And that involves knowing his commands. So these are more, very important. Number two, honoring your parents. Pastor Cliff, I'm 45 years old. I'm not going to honor my parents no more. You've missed a major biblical blessing. Because honor is not about what they did or did not do in your life. Honor is about who they are in your life and the position they hold that is biblically blessed. You cannot curse what is biblically blessed. Honor your father and mother so that we live long on the earth, on the land the Lord your God is giving you. Now, this topic right here is easy for some. And some of you, your parents have done you really dirty. Your parents were poor examples of anything. Some of you even experienced abuse and hurt at the hand of your parents. Does that make, does honoring them make what they did right? No. But is honoring them any less necessary? It's absolutely necessary. How do you honor someone who has hurt you? How do you honor someone who has given you a measure of pain? Well, number, number one, you're going to have to forgive them. Because forgiving them doesn't make what they did right. It makes you free from the, the chains of bitterness and unforgiveness. That is a cancer. That is a spiritual cancer to your soul. And it is terminal. There is no treatment except forgiveness. You must forgive. Is it easy? No. Is it hard for some of you, especially some of you that have been abused physically and sexually and it's absolutely difficult. But honoring the place, it, you can do that inside your heart. If you don't speak to them, you can still do that from a place of forgiveness in your heart. It really is a trap of the enemy to let somebody you don't speak to control your daily life. And that's the truth of what is happening. They're controlling you and, 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 and these, this honorable place that is biblically blessed, God knew that there was the potential for humans to be involved and hurt you. And he still commanded you to be honorable. How can you honor somebody who has hurt you and you don't speak to? Don't go around telling everybody what a piece of 
they are. Say amen. Use your mouth instead of to, to curse them. Hold back those curseful words, those, those words that just come. There's a difference between somebody is hurt and, and quiet about it and somebody that's hurt and telling everybody else what a piece of work they are. How can you honor them? You can honor them by giving God that pain. Say amen. And not spreading it, much less spreading it to your children who they didn't hurt. Some kids are mad at their grandpa simply and grandma simply because a parent spewed off their own hurt and pain onto them and the grandparent wanted a fresh chance to start over. Maybe they made some mistakes and it was all their fault. How many of you ever been in a position like that? You know what I'm talking about. And so I think it's incredibly honorable when we, when we forgive them, when we don't speak ill of them. You don't have to go sit at their house and have a year. You may not see a restored relationship. And the good thing is, in the place of our earthly father, we have a heavenly father. In the place of those places that are missing in our lives, we, some of your parents have moved on and, and moved on past this life. And they never said, I'm sorry. And it still hurts you. That is not an excuse to be dishonorable. We must raise our children in the admonition of the Lord. And in order to do that, we cannot spew our pain upon their hearts. Is this helping anybody tonight? Is this hitting a home for anybody tonight? Oh, but Pastor Cliff, you really don't know what they did to me. Cool, I don't. But he saw everything from the beginning to the end. He saw the nights you cried by yourself. He saw what they took from you. He saw what they said about you. He saw what they spread to others about you. And he still gave you a command to honor them. Honor them for this is right. This is the first commandment with promise, it says. This is the key to being honorable. Number three, honoring your spouse, your husband or your wife. Husbands, give honor to the wife, 1 Peter 3, 7. And let the wife see that she respects her husband, Ephesians 5, 33. I am, I am one to admit that marriage is hard. My wife's not here tonight, uh, but she would tell you we're going to celebrate 19 years of marriage this year, and about 19 of them was tough. Don't clap, because we got a story to tell 19 of them was tough. They all are tough. But you know the hardest moments that happened between my wife and I are when I took her presence for granted. When I was so familiar with who she was. And she's watching tonight. She's actually on the road to, to Dallas to become an official licensed marriage mediator. That's something she's been working on. Yeah, I want to honor her. As lo along with Armando and Adelie, Lara, uh, they're going to, to learn this stuff. But, but the truth of the matter is, if you want to have a blessed marriage, you got to honor your spouse. Now, I'm going to preach a little tough for just 60 seconds. Not the person you're living with. They're not your spouse yet. I was wondering who would say that. <laughs> Biblically, there is a model for marriage. I don't care what the state of Texas told you. Biblically said a husband and a wife. If you always got to go around saying, well, she's not actually my wife. We're just, we just, you know, 
Look at the devil got us looking like fools. We just have to, we just gotta let, we just, we sleep together. We got four, we got you know, all this stuff. If, if you're having sex with them, marry them. That's good Wednesday night preaching, ain't it? Woo! Good thing we already took up the offering. Some of y'all might not want to give. You'll never have a blessed marriage until you follow the biblical order of marriage. That's one man and one woman being united in one marriage. I, I didn't give you the model for marriage. The Bible gives us the model for marriage. Say amen. amen. And you learn to honor your husband or your wife. Don't belittle them. Don't criticize them. Don't, don't, don't publicly shame them when they're wrong. Because you've been wrong too. She just didn't want to make you look like a fool in everybody. But here you are. You understand what I'm saying? This is a biblical place of honor. And a husband who puts his wife before himself... And a wife who puts her husband before herself and, and overextends honor to one another. This is a biblical model of what Christ and his church looks like. Husbands, treat your wives as Christ. Love your wives as Christ loved the church. Marriage is a biblical place of reflection of what, what the, 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 the church and Christ looks like. Number four, honor your elders. I don't care how crazy they are. They've been, you know what made them crazy? Raising you made them crazy. You might not agree with some of the decisions they made. You might not agree with how they ended up. But you have no biblical place to shame them or make them feel stupid for their lives. And it is biblical. The Bible says you will rise up before the gray-headed and honor the aged. This is a biblical model for us to honor those. And, and I am seeing that more and more. I see, it was in Texas Roadhouse a few uh, weeks ago or a month ago or so, and this little kid just grabbing some of them free peanuts and just throwing them right at his grandpa. And just throwing them. And then he, you know, you know, you crack the peanuts and then that little film gets in your mouth like trying to spit it out. He was like spitting at this grandpa. And then there's grandpa's patience and love. And I'm going to tell you it's patience and love. Because <laughs> if you know, you know. This grandpa was so patient. I, I would say that, okay, the kid's three years old. This kid was probably about nine or ten. I would have lost my mind. But we have raised our children to treat our elders that way. You may not agree with the decisions they make. They may can't reply with a text to save their life. Technology has stumped them, but you're going to get old one day. Technology is going to outrun you one day. And you're going to know what it feels like to be shamed for what you just don't get anymore. We have a biblical responsibility to honor our elders. My goodness, they put up with us. 
They held us. They cared for us. And this is biblical. Be patient with them. Be patient with somebody else's grandma and grandpa. Okay, great. You love yours. But be patient with with the one that's struggling to find her checkbook inside of her purse. Because at H-E-B, she still takes out a checkbook and writes a check. Won't use debit card to save her life. She's got to write a check. And it takes 30 minutes. And here you are. Smacking your lips and huffing and puffing. Say amen. Amen. Or your husband is. One of the two of y'all is. Man, there's such a well of information if we'll talk to our elderly. If we'll talk to those and we, and we seek their advice. They know more than you've even begun to know. I don't care how old you are. If you'll sit with people 25 years older than you, you are going to learn something. You're either going to learn what to do or what never to do. But one of those things you can retain and an honorable person will understand that. I was driving down the road, leaving, uh, leaving the gym or something. And I started crying, missing my Papa Charlie because on Fridays and Thursdays, I would leave. Uh, my routine was to leave that place and go to see Papa Charlie and to sit uh, in the end of the couch and listen to him talk. And, and it bored the heck out of my kids and, and some others. And we, we really just took it for granted because now that his voice is silent, at least for this time, we hunger to hear his voice again. You know what I'm talking about, the people that have gone on before you, you want to hear. You're going to be that person. Teach our children to be on. This is good teaching for you. This is good teaching for me. I really challenge you to, to stop waiting until death happens for you to miss them. Like the young folks say, go give them their flowers while they're still alive. Go give them their flowers and tell them what they mean while they're still here to hear it. That's honor. Young people, especially young women, young men, young single families, go listen to those that have been married 50 years. They'll tell you how to get through the battle. Maybe, that, maybe it was the second or third husband before they found that one. They'll tell you what not to do. My Papa Charlie, both of them, neither one of them was their first marriage. But that marriage lasted 52 years. They went through a lot together. Number five, honor your boss. Ooh, maybe we should stop here tonight. Maybe. Maybe we, should just, maybe we should cut this off and finish Sunday. 1 Peter 2.18 says, Servants or staff, be submissive to your masters or your boss. Not only to the good and the gentle, but also to those that are harsh. Now, you may not like her or him with everything inside of your being. And, and my staff that are here better love me. <laughs> but it's a biblical blessing in honoring them. It's a biblical blessing because when you learn to honor those in your, in your workplace, those others in your workplace can see the honor living on you. When you do right, when no one is looking, quit looking for ways to steal from your company. And look for ways to make your company prosperous. That's honorable. Pastor Cliff, I just forgot to clock out at lunch. The devil is a liar. 
And that 15 extra dollars is going to cost you God's blessing because you knew exactly what you were doing. And at the end of the day, the word says you shouldn't steal. Now that's good preaching. I'm going to go to the supply room, just take a little bit to take home with me. You, there's some people laughing because they think that's crazy. Some people silent because they did it. There's plenty of people in the, we're living in a world where everybody dishonors their uppers. Everybody dishonors those that have authority over them. But if you've ever been in management, you've ever been in leadership, God forbid you've ever owned your own company and you had to, you were questioning whether these people were flat stealing from me, whether I should let them go, what's going on? We've got to be people who take the first step of honor. You're not in your workplace to be like the world. You're in your workplace to be like the Lord. You're not in your workplace to be like darkness. You're in your workplace to be like light. Now, if you wanted a three ways to, to get blessed sermon, you're hearing it. It's just not coming out the way you want to hear it. But a way you can ensure being blessed is can you be trusted behind the scenes when no one's looking? That's character. That's integrity. That's honor. Say amen. Amen. Number six, the Bible gives us instruction to honor pastors and spiritual leaders. I struggled a little bit for a second because I felt like people would think I'm just trying to get, get more honor for myself. But you don't have to agree with me to agree that God has called me to do what I'm supposed to do in this church. There is honor in honoring those. You don't take my word for it. Look here in in 1 Timothy. It says, honor those who are your leaders in the Lord's work. That's in 1 Thessalonians. 1 Timothy says, the elders, that doesn't mean age, that means spiritual maturity. The elders who direct the affairs of the church well are worthy of double honor, especially those who work in preaching and teaching. And this is an area that needs serious work in a lot of churches. It's because a lot of churches think their pastor is just there to serve them, and we want to serve the church. But there is a place that, that I am no longer your friend, now I'm your pastor. I'm no longer just just your buddy on Facebook. Now I'm a spiritual leader who has been assigned to your destiny. And when God brought us together, he had an end result in mind. Now don't go around saying, you better call me pastor. You better call me pastor. You need to call me pastor in order to do that. But I hear the ones who respect my position. I hear it. And I think there's a blessing in that. And I don't care where you go to church. You should honor those spiritual leaders, your spiritual mentors. This is a place that should really be honored. These, they work hard among you, Thessalonians says. They they warn you against all that is wrong. That's what I'm doing here tonight. And, 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 And they warn you against these things. Take high thought of them and give your wholehearted love because they are straining to help you. In case y'all haven't heard, this position is not easy. It's not fun. When we have to pray for people, and and my dad's here, and Jeff's here, and Tina, and others that have served in many, they know when we pray for people, and when they come back and do exactly opposite of what we instructed them biblically to do, and then they have negative results, guess who they're mad at? They're mad at God, and then they're mad at the pastor for giving them bad advice. It was the right advice, you're just too dumb to do it. 
And if we're going to be blessed, there's a place of honor. I want to explain something because I've heard some little murmurs. Billy, stand up. This is Billy. Billy is not my security guard. <laughs> Say amen. amen. I don't need, I, nobody's chasing me that I know of. <laughs> Nobody sent me stalker letters and said, hey, big boy. You know, no. <laughs> nothing. This is not, this is not someone that is paid to be here. He's not paid. He's not a staff member. He came to me and he said, Pastor, I'm supposed to help. I'm supposed to help at whatever makes, did, am I telling anything wrong? I'm not gonna let you have the mic because you'll preach for me. <laughs> he came and he said, I feel like God's called me to help, whatever it is. And so, you know, he drives from Midland 30 minutes early. I leave my house on Sundays about 8.45, 9 o'clock, 9.15 when Billy's late. But I leave, uh, and he drives all the way over to get in the car. And you know what he does? He takes that extra trip just to pray for me as we get here. Am I telling the truth? And he serves, and he get, And if I stayed here till midnight, in fact, after this service, he's driving with me to San Antonio tonight. Not because he's paid to do it, because he knows that this job is heavy. And if it just means pick up the Bible or pick up the backpack, you can make fun of this all you want. But the truth of the matter is that is honor and that's worthy of double honor in my opinion. I honor you. That spiritual blessing is available to every person. There, he don't get no, no benefit but spiritual benefits for serving in a capacity when others, when the lights are going down and everybody else has gone home. If I'm still here, it's 11 o'clock. He's got to work at five in the morning. He'll be right here with me. That's who he is. And I'm, I'm not bragging on him because he's, he's probably, he didn't seek this out. In fact, we, he said, I don't ever want this to be a, it's just what, a, but, but I feel like it's worthy of saying that is what we should be doing. We should find places to serve the kingdom of God, the heart of God, the assignment of God. If that's not here, wherever that God, where God has told you, but that's worth double honor. I'm going to close with that. Joe, would you come? I'll spill over this into Sunday because I, I, I can talk for another hour probably. I want to get into the blessings that come from honor on Sunday. I want to talk about three more areas that are biblically assigned to us to honor. But honor is necessary. Stand with me all over the room. I'm going to close. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, King Jesus, for your word. Now, I, I just want to do this as we close. Our prayer team is going to come. And I want to just open this altar because I really felt a pause for two places. Tonight I felt a pause for those who have been hurt by their parents. Hear me when I say this. You've been hurt by your parents and when I was talking about that, that pricked, that pricked a place in your heart. And you even said, you even said the potential of, uh, are y'all unmuting? Okay. You even said the potential of, I could never do that because of what they've done from, to me. And that's not true. Tonight, you're going to have to let that go to walk in a place of honor. Number two, 
I felt this, Gabby. I felt like in the room when I started talking about spouses, I felt like people say, yeah, but he cheated on me. Or she did this to me. Or we, you don't know our story. And you need biblical, you need spiritual Holy Spirit assistance to get through that hurt and pain. But I'm here to tell you, you can do it. Say amen, you can do it. You can get through that place. But you're going to have to make a decision. Just like when you're cruising up on a red light and that right light goes from green to yellow to red, you have a decision to make. Will you stop the car and obey that order? You make a choice. You don't have permission in, in Hope Alive Church to say, I just can't do it. No, you, you can. You're making a choice not to. You feel like if you forgive your parents, that makes what they did right. But I'm here to tell you by the unction of the Holy Spirit, what they did was not right. It did not belong to you. And you deserve to be free from it. Every head bowed and every eye closed, I want to invite those that I'm talking to to this altar. You're in this place and you have some bitterness and some pain against family, specifically parents. Maybe they've gone on and never had the chance to say, I'm sorry. And that hurts. I don't care who you are in this room. If you're serving in some capacity, you can come to this altar and get free from that. I never knew my dad. So I talk about him like he left when I was younger and, and I trash him. I never knew him. Come on, you can come now. I'm here to tell you to stop dishonoring that position. If you're in this place and your marriage is under fire, ooh, it's not an accident you're here. Come on, we'll fill them all in. It's not an accident that you're here. Your marriage can be healed. Your marriage can be touched. Let me tell you something. When he touches and he heals your marriage, don't you dare go back to being familiar and taking advantage of that relationship. Learn to honor it. Learn to respect it. Any of the rest of you that need prayer, come to this altar at this time. We'll pray with you. Can we just lift our hands collectively in worship as they sing? Well, we hope that you enjoyed today's message. Follow us on our social media platforms. You can also go to our website, download our app. Uh, we always have great things happening. You can follow what's going on. We love you. We'll see you later.